Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 5.49. November soybeans down five and a half cents at 13.20 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up five at 7.22 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat up four and three quarters at 6.99. September spring wheat up five and three quarters at 9.08 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, really appreciate it guys leave me a rating leave me a review if you have not already that sort of thing really helps me out with these podcast apps uh with the apple app in particular so uh certainly do that if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel i'm about halfway to 5,000 uh in terms of subscribers that's been my goal here for a while so uh i think we're about halfway there help me to get to that 5,000. uh hit the like button on these videos and help youtube to spread this stuff out for me uh if you need some additional assistance go to my website it is www.standardgrain.com Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. For $49 a month, I offer a subscription service. It includes a whole bunch of stuff. You get my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. I wake up early and put this thing together every morning. It includes all my grain marketing recommendations, every overnight headline that you need to be aware of, all sorts of grain marketing-specific type items. Uh, There are subscriber-only videos included in this and also in my text message service. This is the stuff where I really get into detail detail in regard to grain marketing strategy, uh, things along those lines. This is a monthly subscription. You can cancel it at any time. Uh, There's no other fee, no other obligation. Certainly check this deal out, guys. There has been a little bit of rain that's returned to the Corn Belt here just overnight and into this morning, and it's nothing uh, really phenomenal. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but there is some rain that's moved back in. So over the last, you know, 12 hours here, we saw a little bit of rain in some parts of Nebraska. And then there was a, a section of, of western Iowa that caught some rain. But I think that the coverage and the amounts, I don't think any of it was was really much to speak of. Now, you should see this stuff improve here moving forward. Here's the radar this morning. You can see you've got a little bit of this kind of pushing across Iowa, but it's not a really like solid, strong or organized uh, type system that's going to work its way east. Now here's your next seven days. Uh, Iowa looks pretty wet. Illinois kind of wet. Areas further east catch some rain. But again, the plains here, all the way from North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, uh, a little bit of Kansas may catch some rain. That northeast corner, Oklahoma, pretty dry. So kind of same same story, different week here, I guess. In that central and eastern areas of the Corn Belt are going to be wet. Uh, the plains left a little bit drier by comparison. Here's your GFS out through August 14th. So we're talking through the middle of the month now, and um, you know, same deal. It's there's just nothing here for the planes, but really some decent looking totals expected for the uh, corn belt. So weather kind of a mixed bag. I mean, it's good for some places, it's it's not good for other places. Uh, certainly a mixed deal. U.S. ethanol production was about unchanged on the week. We had weekly production of 1.013 million barrels per day. That was off about a tenth of a percentage point on the week, off 2.6% versus the same week in 2019. Still, we've had, I think, 12 consecutive weeks of ethanol production above that 1 million barrel per day mark. So we're we're back to normal or, or pretty darn close to it at least. Ethanol stocks fell marginally but have generally trended higher since May. Gasoline demand was strong, up 4.8% percent on the week, uh, 1.3 percent ahead of the same week in 2019. So gasoline demand's good. Ethanol production margins are break even, maybe slightly negative in some areas of the country. It's kind of a mixed bag. So in general, you know, ethanol production is is back to normal for the most part, but I think that there is some concern regarding this uh, COVID deal, this Delta variant, this 
you know, chatter regarding additional restrictions, that sort of thing. That could be a, a negative for gasoline demand. It could be a negative for ethanol demand overall. Wheat prices reversed to the downside yesterday. Your winter wheat markets, um, your, your Kansas City and Chicago, they went up early in the day, traded their best level since early May, came back and finished the day lower yesterday. The spring wheat market has kind of struggled here. Some traders are citing profit-taking or maybe a crowded trade in that spring wheat market. Um, that situation up north is not getting any better. The market has just uh, struggled at this point to, to really add on any additional gains. U.S. wheat is overpriced on the export market. All wheat export sales out of the U.S. are running 15% below last year's pace. They are the worst in three years. HRW export sales are 23% below last year's pace. Uh, so we need to improve that, and and that's something that could eventually, you know, cap this rally in the wheat market is the fact that we just don't have the export demand, which is a big component of our demand base. World food prices fell for a second straight month. The FAO, that's the Food and Agricultural Organization, uh, said that world food prices declined by 1.3% in July. Still, they're up sharply year over year, like a 31% increase, I think, uh, versus the same time last year. And if you look at this deal, we're basically back in, in terms of this particular index. We're back to, to levels that we saw in like that 2010 to 2014 timeframe, back when we had stronger grain markets. Um, and, and then you see we got quite a bit cheaper here, you know, when corn, soybeans, and wheat got cheaper in that period from, say, 2014 through 2020. So we're back to like these 2010 to 2014 type levels here. And, you know, this is a deal that people will watch to gauge, you know, they'll talk about inflation. And, and we've seen stories over the last several months about countries restricting exports and things along those lines in the name of food security. We will have our weekly export sales report out this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. The trade not really expecting much, uh, in, anything really good in terms of corn or soybean sales. China's just been absent as of late. I mean, China hasn't made a new crop corn purchase from the U.S. since late May. They've been really quiet in soybeans as well. Uh, corn sales expected to be negative, up to maybe 200,000 positive for old crop, 200 to 600 for new crop. Soybean sales expected to be negative to maybe slightly positive, 200 to 550 for new crop. Wheat sales, 250 to 750 expected cattle market finished the day with some gains yesterday up 70 to 80 cents in, in most of these nearby fat cattle contracts feeder cattle up 30 to 40 cents across the board cash trade kind of wide and scattered 118 in the south up to 125 in the north uh, we'll see what develops here today box beef market was up again it's been pretty strong here as of late in the outside markets, the S&P's up 10, the Dow's up 55, U.S. dollar's a little bit lower, the bond's up just a few ticks, crude oil is up 25 cents at 68.42 in the September WTI contract. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you on Friday morning.